0: This is the Non-Microwave Truth, a Time of Grace production, and I am C.L. Whiteside. Don't forget, you can tell your friends about this podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, wherever you can get a podcast, and it's even on YouTube. So share away, please, and hallelujah, praise the Lord. You could be doing a lot of different things, but you chose to tune into the Non-Microwave Truth. Let's get to it. First world problem question today. Remember, our culture is all about how fast can I have it? I got to have it now. I want to put it in the microwave and speed up the process. You can't always do that. But if you were posed with this question and it could happen, what would you choose? Two years of prison. Would make you a millionaire or you keep living the life that you live now, what would you choose? Two years of prison to be a millionaire or you keep living the life that you currently Live. I thought about this because in getting ready for this podcast and taking my notes and all that stuff I was looking at Joseph's life. I'm talking about Joseph in Genesis, the Joseph who was falsely accused of rape and he got thrown into prison. He got locked up, but he came out. He was second in command in the greatest nation. And I'm like, man, what would I trade off two years of prison to have that fame, to have that money, to have that status? And I'm just like, nah, I don't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't trade that in. I, I wouldn't do it. I don't want to be locked up with the thugs and the killers and the psychopaths. I'm too little and cute to be in prison. You feel me? I'm just kidding. Well, not really. But no, I, I, I don't think I would trade it. What would you do, though? Would you take two years of prison? And when you get out, you are guaranteed millions of dollars. And when I say prison, I'm talking about you in prison with everybody else. The hard code knows criminals like this is not like, oh, I get to be by myself. No, you got to do time just like everybody else with everyone else. What would you choose? I know some of you are thinking I would just keep my head down and just move along like everybody else. But somebody's going to try you in prison. I mean, maybe they won't, but I don't want to take that risk. Let me hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is Champion Life 23. I want to hear this. I really want to hear what you think. Two years of prison. And the trade-off is you get to be a millionaire when you get out. And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode today is Riches to Rags. You know the phrase rags to riches, but now we're talking about riches to rags. America had a dream. What is the American dream? rags to riches the american dream is going from nothing and making yourself into something making moves to be on top the picture perfect life is painted with money stuff wealth you you gotta have some stuff you gotta have some wealth that is the american dream people move to america because of this sole idea or philosophy the american dream is all about living comfortably making life easier I mean, I just want to have a couple of cars. I just want to have a couple of houses. I want to have a house, a vacation home, a real home, and maybe just a getaway home. Or how about, I just want to put myself in a position to give my kids the things that I didn't have. I just want to give my kids the world. Or, you know, I just want to buy my parents a house. Or I want to buy my parents a car. And none of those desires are just flat out bad. But the question I have for you is, What if that's not God's dream for you? And talking to students and just talking to people in general, they pick certain jobs or they have these ideas and it's focused on getting money, getting more stuff. And when I challenge them with that question of, you know, what if God doesn't want that for you? I've gotten responses back like, why would God allow me to desire this? Or, you know, why would God allow me to envision this? And I'm just like, everything you desire or envision is not from God. That could easily be from your flesh. And, you know, sometimes people say, why does God allow some people to be rich? Like, why not me? Why can't I have a Benz? Why can't I travel the world and just like get a manny and petty whenever I want to and not have to work? Or this is a good one, too. When people take this this phrase from the Bible and they say, like, doesn't it say in the Bible if you're obedient, God will allow you to prosper and be blessed? And I know some preachers make a killing off of that. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. That's Deuteronomy 5, verse 33. And what the Lord is telling you is if you do right by him, he will do right by you and he will give you the money. He will give you the car. He will give you the job that you desire. And it's like, that's not necessarily true. The blessings God gives us doesn't always mean a money thing. It doesn't always mean more stuff. It doesn't mean that you will be rich from an earthly standpoint. You can be rich in some other ways that God can bless you with, but it doesn't always mean from the stuff that the world tells you makes you rich or the world deems as successful. But is that your favorite kind of message? And on this episode of Riches to Rags, I got to ask you this question and I want you to think about it. Who had a better life between Joseph and Moses? Joseph's life was more like rags to riches and Moses's life was more like riches to rags. So think about this. Which life would you prefer for yourself? Like, If you got to choose how your life looked compared to these two men, which one would you want it to look more like? Which one had a better life to you? And to break this down, to allow you to be in a position to make an educated answer, we're going to just look at these two gentlemen's life. First, starting with Joseph. Joseph is in Genesis chapter 37 and then 39 through 50. He's in all those chapters. Joseph appears to be like an upper middle class, maybe lower upper class dude. But then he got sold into slavery by his brothers that were jealous of him. Go read about that. We're not going to break that down and talk about that a lot. But yes, he got sold into slavery by his jealous brothers who really wanted to kill him but one of them was like nah hold up don't kill him let's just sell him into slavery and he ended up in egypt then while he's in egypt he was doing what he's supposed to do he got falsely accused of rape he got prison time that's where the first world problem question came from because he spent at the very least two years in prison for a crime he did not commit he was falsely accused so the life rundown looks like this at 17 years old he was sold into slavery by his jealous brothers so he gave up his upper middle class or lower upper class life and he ended up in Egypt. He did at least two years of prison time. It could be more than that. But for that 13 year time span, he was working at Potiphar's house and he also did prison time. And then when he was 30, he became second in command in the greatest nation at that time, which is Egypt, because he could interpret some dreams. God got him out of that and wham. So that's 13 years of, of struggling and working and doing some prison time. And part of Joseph being second in command is he had this great plan on how he was going to save Egypt during a massive famine that would happen for seven years. And in fact, because of what God allowed Joseph to see and for Joseph to know, Joseph had every single nation. He had the entire world coming to Egypt to get food during this famine. Go, Go read about it though. It's in Genesis chapter 37 and on till about chapter 50. I think chapter 38 talks about somebody else, but the rest is all about Joseph. Go read about it. Now, Joseph, at the age of 39, he had his brothers come to Egypt. That's when he first saw his brothers, the brothers that sold him into slavery. And guess what? They needed Joseph's help. They needed some food from brother Joseph. Now, we focus on the relatability of this story. Like we love to think how people have treated us wrong and some of them have. But what we really love about this is we love to think that our struggle will eventually lead to earthly Gain. It will lead to earthly fame. It will lead to earthly power. The things that make it hard to relate to this story, though, is that power equates to more responsibility. Joseph forgave those who didn't deserve forgiveness. The people who bite your hands, they preyed on your downfall. The people that not only just wanted to see you fail, but they wanted to see you suffer, they wanted to see you die. Joseph forgave these people. Can you imagine sitting on your throne? You'd have been like, to the dungeon. I remember when you kicked me when I was down and laughed at me and made all those posts. You lied on my name. You tried to ruin my life. Now off with their head. And if you didn't catch on, that means like you would just kill him if you had the chance. Now, some of you are like, I take those problems if I would end up being second in command in the greatest nation. It sounds so easy, but it's not. But do you think you would choose his life? Do you think you would choose joseph's life do you think joseph had a better life now on this episode of riches to rags we got to look at moses's life what about moses's life this is starting at exodus chapter 2 moses's first 40 years is believed to have lived in the palace and in the comfort of being in pharaoh's family because if you remember moses was adopted by pharaoh's daughter this is during a time period where the israelites were slaves and the firstborn boys were supposed to be killed But Moses' mom didn't do that. She threw him in a basket. Pharaoh's daughter ended up finding him in the Nile River, raised him like a prince. And you know, that's nothing but God. And the rest is history. But it appears that Moses lived the life of a prince or of royalty for 40 years. But then Moses goes off and kills a man. He lost his cool, trying to help his people. And he beat a dude to death. And he says, you know what? I need to flee. I need to get up out of Egypt because they're going to do something to me. And he went to Midian where he was there for 40 years, 40 years being a shepherd. So my man went from royalty to being a shepherd while he's there. Remember, he's there 40 years. He encounters a burning bush where God is talking to him and says, bring my people out of Egypt. And, you know, Moses is a little hard headed, but he does it eventually. He was able to perform miracles. He was a major vessel God used. Like, just go read about it. It starts at Exodus chapter two. But then Moses goes ahead. He leads the people out of Egypt. And then he wanders around in the wilderness for another 40 years. And if you're wondering, how did I get these numbers like 40 years? Because that's not in Exodus. That's actually in Acts chapter seven. It breaks down Moses's life and gives some details especially time range details that's acts chapter 7 now some things that people may love about moses's life or i should say that the world would love about moses's life is that moses leaves a legacy he's talked about in high respect when he's dead he's known as a big time leader and like in the new testament he's one of the main prophets that people bring up moses did this and moses did that moses's law like moses was that dude Now, there are some things that we might not like about Moses' story or that the common person might not like about Moses' story. Like if you compare him to Joseph's story, Joseph, he got sold into slavery because of jealousy. Like he had some haters, you know how that is. But with Moses, he was away from his people for 40 years because of a sin. Now, how many of us would like to admit that we are away from our family or our people because of a sin a sin that we chose to do. Like, we don't want to talk about that. But despite that, of course, Moses is forgiven. Moses bounces back. And when you look at this, Moses' story doesn't have that feel-good ending like Joseph's story. So Moses went from riches to rags. All this stuff happened in the middle. And then he wanders the wilderness for 40 years. And Moses gets so close to entering the promised land. But you know what? Moses never enters the promised land and he dies in the wilderness. Like he dies in the wilderness. He led people out of slavery. He led an entire nation out of slavery, did miracles, but he never got to enter the promised land. So let's do a resume comparison. And I'm not going to say whose resume this is. I'm just going to read off the resume. Okay. Perform miracles could take his staff and turn it into a snake. He could put his hand in a cloak and it would come out and his hand would have leprosy. He led Israel out of slavery. He crossed the Red Sea. He wrote down the Ten Commandments in the New Testament. He's mentioned. He was there for Jesus's transfiguration, seeing Jesus in all his glory. He was one of the few people that were actually there. It's like three different places. This is in the Bible, but I'll give you one of them, which is Matthew 17, verse one through three. And. This person was mentioned a lot in the Old Testament, and he's believed to be the author of the first five books of the Bible. All right, that's one resume. All right, the second resume, he could interpret dreams. He was second in command in what is to be believed to be the second greatest nation of that time. He oversaw Egypt's plan to handle severe famine that blessed not just his nation, but blessed the whole entire world. It literally said all the world came to Egypt to get food. Those two resumes. The first one was Moses. The one I just talked about was Joseph. Both of these dudes are mentioned in Hebrews 11 for their faith. One has a bigger portion. Go check out who. In Hebrews chapter 11. So who do you think had the better life? Whose life would you prefer personally? Which one do you identify with more on this episode of riches to rags? I have to point out it's less about better and it's just way more about different when we're talking and comparing these two lives. It's way less about better and way more about different. Our culture tells us to base success off of money, fame and more stuff. Our culture and our world does not want us basing success and blessings off of what God says is success and is a blessing. Like look at Adam and Eve, they based theirs off of what Lucifer told them. They went against what God told them was a blessing and what God told them was success. That's why they ate the fruit from the forbidden tree. That's why you sin, that's why I sin because we think that we know best and our view of success, our perspective on success I should say, gets messed up and jacked up it gets microwaved now i want to see if you agree or disagree with this statement it's better to have little with fear for the lord than to have great treasure and have inner turmoil do you agree or disagree with that statement and i know some of you want to put the caveat on it like well why can't i have great treasure and no turmoil it's not what it said and by the way that's proverbs chapter 15 verse 16 so i hope you agree With that statement, because that's the Lord talking better to have little with fear for the Lord. Now, I got to go back to this. Why are we so enamored with cars or money or multiple homes or eating good or my happiness? It's about my comfort or easiness. It's because we live life by a lie. That lie being the world's better is better than God's better. I'll say that again. The world's better is better than God's better. That's a lie that the enemy wants us to take to heart to destroy us and to destroy our relationship with Christ. That lie will have you chasing all the wrong things and have you mad at God. Why don't you give me a car? Why didn't you bless me with this? Or why didn't you bless me with that? And I know some of you might have figured this out while listening that there's not a better life when it comes to Moses and Joseph. Like there's, there's really no better life between the two, but I do think there's a preference. We're geared to favor through the message of our world. And I think a lot of people would say Joseph's life is better because he had the worldly pleasures and he had the great storybook ending, right? That ain't the life of everyone though, And what Proverbs chapter 15, verse 16 gets at, it gets at that. How we automatically assume that more wealth and earthly pleasures at our fingertips equates to the less problems that we have. But going from riches to rags isn't bad if you have the Lord. Have you ever heard someone or said to yourself, I ain't Jesus. I wouldn't have given up my spot on the throne and been born in something like a barn and had to suffer and die. Just think about that, though. Jesus went from riches to rags because he loves you and he loves me. I love the story of Jesus, but I'm not trying to live the whole thing. I want to be able to get a little paradise in this world. I want some heaven now. You feel me? And that's human nature, we just can't put that over pleasing, obeying and serving God. And my closing message for you is this. We can get so caught up on being rich, on, on being famous or being known, especially with time limits that we put on. And what I mean by that is, all right, by the age of 25, I want to have 50,000 in the bank. By the age of 30, I want to have you you fill in the blank. You get the point. But that type of stuff, that makes us miss God's traffic stops. We miss God saying, take this step. We miss key workouts. And what I mean by workouts is we miss the, the difficulties and the trials and the tribulations that we should be facing that are there to help us grow. Those are growth opportunities that we end up missing. I'll say it again. Riches to rags isn't bad if you have the Lord and the understanding and trust in his plan. We can go from riches to rags or rags to rags. That means stay broke if you didn't catch it on this earth and not fear this because God can obviously bless us in ways that money can't touch, like being rich with family or friends, Um, good health. Impacting generations, changing people's lives and or living out our purpose and filling up our cups every day with meaning. Plus, eternity is a whole lot longer than this earth. Just saying. When you're scrolling on social media and you're looking at others best or looking at TV. Where money is always highlighted as best. know there is no life you can say for sure that is better than the next. You can't say it's better than your life. Embrace your life. Know that life is more than this earth and the pleasures it provides. You might not be living the American dream, but God's dream and plan for you is way better. We all know we're going to have to deal with some mess, but the idea of as long as we get rich at the end, we'll take it. Rich with what though? Rich when though? I'm rich with peace, hope, and contentment because I know I serve a God that loves the snot out of me. It has a purpose that only fits me. I know regardless of what happens in this world, I'll be rich in the next life because Christ blessed me with salvation. When I look at the life of Christ going from riches to rags, that's special. That doesn't make sense. But it does make me reconciled. So when I look at the life, I look at a life like Joseph and I look at a life like Moses's, I know one isn't better than the other. It's just different love and embrace the life that god has for you because it's unique it's special and in the area that we were really raggedy our eternal fate he took our musty dusty stanky sinful rags and replaced it with riches from christ to all his believers and this is the non-microwave truth thanks for joining me on this episode of riches to rags Peace Punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.